Just before we start the show this week, I wanted to tell you about a webinar I'm hosting with the support of the awesome team at Attrax. I'll be talking to Ellie Hart, recruitment lead at SNC Lavalin, and Ben Gledhill, head of resourcing transformation at Thames Water, about what's next for talent acquisition through the rest of 2020 and beyond into 2021. The webinar is taking place on Wednesday, the 20th of May, and it would be fantastic to have you come and join us. You can find out more and register by going to bit.ly slash recruiting future webinar. That's bit.ly slash recruiting future webinar, all in lowercase. Now on with the show. There's been more of scientific discovery more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 265 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Over the past 25 years, tech hiring has been the consistent area where demand for talent outstrips supply. While the precise skills that are in shortage change as the technology landscape evolves, it's always been a candidate-driven market. So, is the pandemic crisis changing the balance in tech hiring? And how should companies be looking to attract and assess tech talent in our changed future? My guest this week is Natalia Panovic, CEO of Codility. Codility works with some of the biggest technology employers on the planet – and Natalia has some unique and data-driven insights to share. Hi, Natalia, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Matt. Pleasure to be here. And an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Absolutely. Um, I'm Natalia Panovic, uh, CEO of uh, Codility, and Codility is an evidence-based platform uh, that supports um, engineering hiring for any company globally. And tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get to do what you what you do now? I was um, very, very, very lucky to meet the founder of Codility, uh, Greg Jakacki, eight years ago when uh, when Codility was was only five people, um, and I immediately uh, immediately saw. Um, Amazing potential for for the company. Um, I I fell in love with with the with our category and and the problem we're solving, and also Greg's story. Uh, so Greg's story um, was um, was that of a senior software engineer that um, found himself um, spending pretty much all his time during um, during a moment when uh, when his company company at the time in Beijing China was was scaling very fast he was interviewing uh, software engineers all the time instead of um, instead of writing code instead of uh, instead of building products uh, and he figured out there's a better way uh, to to run engineering recruitment at scale. So he wrote Codility for himself initially. Uh, it worked very well. Um, so Codility was automating uh, technical um, technical assessments that Greg um, would have done himself otherwise. 
um, and then um, then it turned out that so many so many other uh, so many other people in the world and so many other companies are uh, facing exactly the same problem that that Greg faced um, a little bit more than than ten years ago. Um, so I'm very proud to be part of this journey for the last eight years. Um, and we uh, we we serve um, more than more than fifteen uh, fifteen hundred uh, customers uh, globally um, across variety variety of segments. So we work with with the with with uh, traditional tech employers um, um, with Microsoft, Amazon, uh, with Slack, Tesla, but also um, also with uh, financial institutions uh, that have a that have a huge need for. Uh, high-performing engineering teams um, uh, throughout the digitization processes that are that are happening in that segment. So we serve we serve Citibank. We work with American American Express uh, here here in the states and and, and globally. Uh, and 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 pretty much we're seeing uh, we're seeing similar similar trends of of digitization across uh, across all industry segments. So this is um, this is where uh, Codility uh, comes uh, as a strategic partner to uh, to to our customers trying to build their engineering teams for the future. So we're recording this interview right at the beginning of May in 2020. Obviously, very, very challenging times all all around the the world at the moment. How is it affecting the the technical recruiting market right now? What what are you what are you seeing from your clients? What are, what are you seeing happening around the world? So I will I will start with uh, sharing what we saw just before uh, just before COVID nineteen because uh, I think this is. This this is important to to um, realize where we were um, where we were two months ago uh, as industry. Um, so f- we we were we were seeing a couple a couple of trends um, that um, that are very applicable to today as well. First of all, there was um, there was really a very serious structural imbalance in in the uh, in the job market uh, for software for software engineers and technical talent. Um, there were way more um, open positions than uh, than people qualified to fill them. So, so this is this is the starting point. Um, at the same time, hiring engineers seems to be um, seem to be a, a race that everybody joined at once. Uh, so every uh, every company. Uh, currently uh, becomes a tech company therefore uh, everybody is after the same um, pool of talent so that was that was putting yet yet another uh, interesting pressure uh, on this on this on this sector on this job sector um, and uh, companies companies are realizing that that engineering teams um, are key uh, for their future strategic strategic advantage pretty much so so it's a it, be, it becomes it becomes a necessity to uh, to 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 have a high performing engineering team. So this this was the starting point, uh, pre pre COVID uh, pre COVID nineteen. Um, what we are seeing right now um, is um, it it really it really depends on um, on the sector. So on one hand, um, in in the sector of smaller smaller medium uh, businesses, we uh, we see a strong trend to. Um, uh, to, to 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 do some uh, to do some pause uh, in terms of uh, in terms of hiring, uh, so that um, so that we, we we interpret it at, as as um, 
uh, a little bit of, of uncertainty um, when it comes to how long the current crisis will last, um, what will be the duration of the current recession that we're in. Uh, so we see we see that in uh, from from certain customers. At the same time, uh, there are um, so that that actually opens opens a, a very very interesting window um, for bigger enterprises that um, that pre-COVID-19 would have lose a lot of technical talent to um, uh, to, to, to startups to, to smaller smaller companies so right now this is a this is a great time for um, for for those uh, for those players to um, to go after uh, to go after engineering talent um, we also see um, certain segments that that are currently doing very well um, or and, and are very very ne- very very necessary uh, for uh, for for all of us to to, to help us get deal with uh, deal with the current situation so we see um, we see that that healthcare um, healthcare is recruiting a lot we see um, we see that governments um, actually uh, actually are are recruiting a lot we see um, we see uh, automation, automation and robotics as as yet another uh, another another segment where where a lot is happening right now. So really, over the last twenty years, we've seen you know we, we've seen a similar a similar position with there being more um, vacant software engineering vacancies than there are than there are people to to fill them. Coming out of this, is 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 that trend set to continue, or do you think we'll get to a stage where supply finally starts exceeding demand? We're very uh, we're very far from that situation. Uh, we actually um, we actually see that uh, that that the need for engineering is growing and will continue will continue to grow. Of course, um, of course, there's uh, the world doesn't doesn't know vacuum. So um, so there are um, many many non traditional institutions um, uh, trying to to fill the gap um, uh, of uh, of not enough uh, not enough engineers um, um, being being taught at um, at traditional traditional institutions or, or universities. Um, so this this is happening, and, and, and we we think we we will see we will see this this um, to continue. Uh, but I I would say that we are still years uh, before before the saturation in in this job sector. Um, Another another thing that um, that that is a very interesting um, a very interesting phenomenon right now is um, the trend actually pretty much a very very rapid acceleration of the trend of remote work and remote hiring. Uh, we saw um, we saw a lot of that in in our industry before COVID nineteen, but right now uh, whomever uh, whomever can went remote. Uh, engineering profession, software engineering, is is actually very well poised uh, to be to be done well in in a remote setting. Um, so this means that um, that the that the world opens up and uh, there will be uh, there there definitely will be a lot of um, a lot of a lot of dispersed a lot more dispersed engineering uh, engineering teams set up uh, than than prior. So suddenly, if you if you have um, uh, your your team in say Bay, Bay Area um, sheltering in place, working from home, why not to have uh, why not to have engineers in Ottawa or Mexico City, right? Uh, what not? So it's it's it 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 really it really levels levels the playing field, I think, um, dramatically, which is which is a very interesting uh, very interesting situation. Absolutely, I think that's a that that's a really interesting trend that's coming out 
from this. And I, and I suppose in software engineering, technical hiring, as you say, it's something that um, is something that's already, that's already, that's already happening and has, has been happening for quite a while. Tell us a little bit more about how it works. I know that there will be people listening from other sectors who are having to hire remotely for the, for the, for the first time or are considering hiring remotely. How do people do it? What do they, what do they need to bear in mind? I would say that if, uh, if any job, if any job can be done remote, done remotely, that means that you can hire people to do this job remotely um so that's 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 point 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 one from from my perspective um i think what um what remote hiring forces um forces everybody to do even more so than um than um, than in-person hiring is to have a very very structured process and really know what signals you're uh looking for to make a decision on on a particular candidate um we're seeing uh, we're seeing some of some of our customers um, actually doing one-to-one um, mapping of a of a physical uh, physical hiring process to a to a remote process, and we see some um, that that make that make adjustments. Um, what what is very important is to really understand um, who who you're looking for uh, how will you know that this person um, is the right person for for your particular job and as much as possible uh, so we are we are big believers in um, in in um, very very relevant very relevant assessments um, and and simulating as much as possible simulating um, job environment during the recruitment process so that we get a stronger stronger signal of uh, of potential fit of of candidates to uh, to who uh, who you're looking for tell us a little bit more about that kind of evidence-based hiring what can companies do to do that to sort of simulate simulate what the jobs like to do and assess people that way so we we of course we of course do um we we support evidence-based hiring in the sector of um, of, of software uh, software engineering um, which, um, which in a in a way um, is is probably a little bit a little bit easier than um, than other professions. Uh, so what Codility does is um, we we have various various solutions uh, that our customers customers are using to gain evidence around um, programming um, programming skills and and other other skills necessary for um, for software engineers to. Um, to, to to be considered a fit for for their um, for their open positions, um, so pr- pretty pretty much um, um, the premise the premise of Codility is that we um, our customers give um, problems uh, real uh, engineering problems to solve uh, to their their engineering job candidates, um, and then. Uh, then candidates are, um, are are coding in uh, in their uh, in a very very comfortable setting, just as they would do on the job. So this is this is one part of our platform um, uh, where uh, where this can happen asynchronously. Uh, so these these are these are in programming programming assessments uh, that are that are done in an automated way. And then um, another solution that. Um, that we're having is um, is a per programming per programming um, uh, solution in which in real time um, hiring managers and, and technical interviewers can can code in a in a shared editor 
um, with the, with their candidates. So so pretty much they they are able to um, to simulate how it would be to work with that person and how it would be to um, how it would be to, to to code together to pair program together. They can they can look into um, into the thought process of um, um, of, of particular engineer and into how they how they are solving problems, how they are designing solutions. Um, so these um, uh, these uh, these features of um, of the um, of, of our of our platform are actually very very important for our for our customers and and, and give them a lot of a lot of accurate accurate signal around around um, engineering engineering skill set of, of their of their potential job candidates so so I would say so we are we are a little bit um, uh, a little bit um, uh, probably more, more it's it's way easier to do it for for engineering than for other professions, but but I, I I'm I'm a big believer in in structured uh, structured assessments, structured um, structured interviews uh, for for everybody, no matter their role. One of the things that we talk about um, a lot on the show is bias, whether that's um, unconscious human bias, conscious human bias, or bias that might be amplified by technology and algorithms and automation. What's your what's your take on the, the whole bias issue? How do you avoid it in the approach that you have? Thank you so much. We really put a lot of um, a lot of attention and a lot of research into understanding um, bias in assessments. Um, so, uh, as you say, um, bias bias is something that we all have. We all have conscious and unconscious biases. Uh, our take is that um, the more you can make your unconscious bias conscious, um, you're able to deal with this, and and then you're able to to decide uh, to decide how you can how you can. Um, uh, adjust. Um, so we we um, we we really want to um, we really want to lead with with this notion. Um, what um, what we um, what we are what we are helping our customers with um, actually is uh, is designing a process that um, designing a process and designing designing assessments uh, that minimize uh, minimize this bias. Um, it's it's also easier to do um, actually paradoxically it's it's easier to do in a in a remote setting when you have to structure your process in a more rigorous way because you are able to recreate very similar conditions to everybody that would that would go through your process um, so so definitely definitely consciously designing uh, designing the process uh, is, is is one is one important important factor and then um, of course, observing how what 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 results this, this the process that you're having is is yielding, right? So, um, do you uh, ideal ideally it would you you should you should close your feedback loop and and see uh, are uh, are the people that that you hire through that process are they are they the right people and how you can how you can adjust uh, the process further to uh, to 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 open up um, to to more. Uh, to more, um, I would say, the diverse, diverse group of people too. Um, so what we um, we we studied, uh, especially especially in, in software engineering, there's a um, we all know that there's a there's a disparity between um, uh, genders when it when it comes to uh, when it comes to engineering population um, right now. So there's a lot of efforts that um, that many companies, rightfully so, make to. Um, 
to, uh, to to provide a very fair and and unbiased process that is that is inclusive um, uh, to to all genders. Uh, we we studied um, we studied this particular problem in the context of um, of assessments. What we what we realized and that was that was a very interesting interesting finding for um, for us is that particular assessments do not um, uh, there are no differences in between genders and particular um, programming tasks programming assessments. But the way that um, that our our customers are assembling these assessments into um, into into a, a bigger process into a uh, into a set of set of assessments actually that that, that those sets um, um, show some differences between between genders so so it's it's also a question of uh, who who and how is um, is is designing this is designing processes and designing assessments that uh, that uh, I mean or pu- putting putting everything together uh, that 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 we that we found um, to have a to have an effect um another another effect that we um that we saw that that we we are making our customers um conscious about is to um is to provide especially for 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 groups that might um that might that might be underrepresented groups in 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 it, I, it, this is this is this is happening in our profession with um in particular with with women uh, however, I think a similar a similar thought could be uh, could be argued for for other professions with underrepresented groups. It's very very important to um, to to make sure that. Uh, that, that that the environment in which uh, you conduct assessments and in, in which you conduct you conduct job interviews is is actually as comfortable as possible to to everybody that um, that uh, that that undergoes your process because underrepresented groups will have um, more um, more self questioning um, and and actually their their own uh, self perception uh, perception can can be at play there and um, and could uh, could unfortunately negatively uh, negatively um Im- impact their performance in the process so as much as possible um com- comfortable uh, comfortable um, process making 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 your candidates uh, very much at ease um uh, same same testing conditions for everybody so these are these are the things that we and that we see uh, that that are working very well uh, in in building a process that is that is less biased and more inclusive so final question it's, it's impossible to accurately predict the future at the moment but what what are your clients planning for in 2021 what what do you think recruiting is going to look like in in sort of six to nine months time definitely definitely we will see um a new normal of of uh, remote hiring and remote recruiting processes. Um, so this is something that that our customers were were already doing and right now are forced to do and and find out that um, that such if the if the if the if such process is, stru- is structured right the the results it yields um, is just as. Um, as in person, is in person process, or maybe maybe because because they have to be more more regular, rigorous right now, uh, it yields um, better better results and, and more accurate signals. Uh, so this is this is definitely um, to stay 
to stay with us. So we will see uh, a lot of a lot of hiring done remotely. We will see a lot of work um, happen happen remotely. So that 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 definitely got accelerated. Um, we um, we also think that um, engineering uh, after after this this, um, this 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 time these times this moment of uncertainty, engineering hiring hiring will. Um, Reap will, will actually bounce back um, faster than uh, than many many other many other professions, and this is due to uh, due to the the uh, the underlying trends that uh, that are so so important for for this profession, which is everybody is digitizing. Um, every company becomes a tech company. Um, it's a race to hire engineering teams, um, and right now. Right now, who actually who restarts their engineering hiring uh, faster will will have an advantage in the future uh, for sure. So, so we think that that's um, uh, that it, it will be a, a short um, let's or, let's say a short um, uh, structural shift in um, in this um, in this in this particular job sector. So we look forward to the future very much. Natalia, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you so much, Matt. My thanks to Natalia. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow us on Instagram. You can find the show by searching for Recruiting Future. You can also listen and subscribe to the show on Spotify. You can find all the past episodes at www.recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time. And I hope you'll join me. This is my show.